The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. I have a lot going through my mind and on my heart tonight, as I said, because it's Saturday dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It's Father's Day weekend, and we have a very clear theme that runs through these readings today, namely, be not afraid. It's probably the most popular or the most frequently used phrase in the scriptures. Be not afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear no one. Did you not hear the Spirit speak to you as you heard that today? Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. I know that there has been a lot of anxiety, and there probably still is a lot of anxiety in society these days. But God doesn't want us to be afraid. Yes, we have to be prudent, take certain precautions, but God does not want us to be afraid of anything or anyone. Hmm. What do you think of that? Easier said than done, right? Why do we get afraid? What are you afraid of? That's a really good question. That's a good one to bring to prayer. What are you afraid of? And then ask yourself, well, why am I afraid of that? Bring that to prayer. Because the Lord definitely wants to... Take away your fear. Are we naturally going to be afraid of certain situations? Of course. Whenever there is a certain level of uncertainty, there's going to be a natural kind of anxiety about that. But that shouldn't stop us from acting, from speaking, from praying, from hoping. 
I was saying last week at this other parish where I was at that I think the devil would have us believe that everything is falling apart right now. I don't watch the news anymore. I think it's too toxic. But I glance at headlines and I hear, of of course, a lot of people talk to me about the news and about what's going on. And my take on it is that the devil would certainly have us believe that everything is falling apart or going to hell in a hen basket, as we say. But it's because he knows that his time is short and like really short. God is going to turn the tables on him very soon and he knows it and he's scared. And that's why he is stirring the pot so violently. I was on a Zoom meeting with several other priests, about nine priests, and this one gentleman who ministers to priests all over the country. And he had a word from God the Father for us that he wanted to share with us, a word of knowledge, a prophetic word, if you will. And I'll share that with you because it's a hopeful message. I think we often get anxious because we see on a very horizontal plane, meaning that we don't necessarily see with eyes of faith what God is doing. But what this man shared with us is that the Father is inviting us to see from his perspective, from a heavenly perspective, what's going on. And what looks like chaos, what looks like failure and division, hatred, is actually preparing the way for a great harvest. That was the word that he used. The harvest is abundant. There is an abundant harvest that God is ready to take in with all of you involved in that process. You are the laborers. And so you have to prepare yourself as you're doing by being here tonight. Continue to pray. Continue to hope. Continue to trust in divine mercy. God is about to do something great. I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow or next week or even next year, but soon enough, soon enough. God's ways are not our ways. His timing is not usually our timing, right? But God is inviting us to really keep praying and trusting and hoping because as we read in that first reading, which is one of my favorites, God is with us like a mighty champion. Our God is a God of victory. Our God is a God of victory. He is a champion, a mighty champion. And he is for us, and he is with us. Does that mean it's going to be a cakewalk? No. If you look behind me there, that doesn't look like a cakewalk. It looks like a cross. Right? So this victory will come how? 
not through worldly power per se, but through the cross, the power of the cross, which is stronger than death, actually, stronger than death itself. We read about death in the second reading today, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5. Maybe you're afraid of death. That's not uncommon. But God doesn't want us to be afraid of even death. We can stare death in the face and say, I am not afraid of you. You don't scare me. Because I know my Redeemer lives and I shall rise with him. If I've been buried with Christ in baptism, as Paul says, I will also rise with him. So what do I have to be afraid of? And today, we honor the Immaculate Heart of Mary when she appeared in Fatima now over a hundred years ago. She predicted certain things would happen, but she said, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. My Immaculate Heart will triumph. Again, Victory. Mary prophesied victory. Now it's been 101 years. (laughs) You might be asking yourself, well, okay, Mary, it's about time. Well, I think that time is coming soon. And she is inviting us to fight with her. And what is Mary's preferred weapon? The... Rosary. All right. So I invite you all to take up arms with our Heavenly Queen and with St. Michael to fight the good fight, as St. Paul would say. To fight with faith and with hope and with love. St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Ephesians that we don't fight a war against flesh and blood. I know there's a temptation to watch the news and to say, oh, that guy, he's our enemy, or that lady, she's our enemy. I can assure you, he is not your enemy, she is not your enemy. The enemy is Satan and his minions the fallen angels, the princes of darkness. That's your enemy. And you don't defeat that enemy by complaining. Let me repeat that. You don't defeat that enemy by complaining. You defeat that enemy through prayer and through love. We are defeating him by being here this evening. You will defeat him when you go home by being kind to one another, by speaking the truth in charity to one another, 
by being compassionate and patient with one another, by leading others to Christ through your good example. And Mary wants to help us do that more than anybody. So let us put our lives in Mary's hands once again tonight. And let us crown her the queen of our families and of this parish. And this weekend is Father's Day weekend. Dear fathers, dear men of this parish, of this community, God is calling you. God needs you to rise up and to be men of faith. To be men of faith. Not to be afraid, not to complain, but to take action. God needs you to take action, to put your money, to put your time, to put your talent where hopefully your mouth is. (laughs) Speaking the word of God with boldness. God is calling you. Listen. Listen to his voice. He wants to lead you and guide you. He wants to strengthen you. You haven't disqualified yourself. No matter what you've done, no matter what has happened to you, God is calling you to be a man of faith, to be a man of action. Let's pray for our fathers. Let's pray for our spiritual fathers. And let's pray for our fathers in our families. For the fathers of families. That they can be spiritual leaders in their families. That they can lead their wives and their children to follow in the footsteps of St. Joseph, the worker, the man of faith, a humble man, a hardworking man, and a man of faith. A man who is humble. A man who is loving and tender and kind and generous. These are the kind of men we need. These are the kind of men that God is looking to step up to take action in this time, in this critical time in salvation history. So let's put all of this in our Heavenly Father's hands. Our Father, who is a Father like no other. He is a Father who feels good about each and every one of us, His children. God feels good about you. When He created you, He felt really good about what He had made. And He still feels good about who you are. You need to know that. You need to allow that to just wash over you and permeate your very being. That you are loved with an everlasting love. That you are loved through and through. From all eternity, for all eternity. You are loved. You are wanted. Let that inspire you. Let that move you to speak out, to act with great conviction, not condemning other people, but showing people the way, 
the truth, and the life. You be light. You be salt. You be a witness to hope, like John Paul II was. And you inspire other people to hope and to pray and to love. That's what's going to change the world. That's what is going to turn the tables on our enemy. And that's what will allow all of us to share in the victory of Christ, our King. Amen.